This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, November 10th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Jonah Booker in just a moment. It's going to be a fun show, my friends. It looks like D-Day for our friends up north. So uh, Heather Dinich reporting that uh, something is supposed to come down early this afternoon, perhaps a three-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh. We'll see. Something's coming early this afternoon, and Jay Book and I are going to get into all that. Before that, it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's a ball trimmer from space. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. We're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultra Sphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Buck nuts, high tech for low places, manscaped. AI is cool, but I think this might be the biggest technological advancement the world has ever seen. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BuckNuts at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BuckNuts at manscaped.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today from our folks at Manscaped. And yes, Bucknutters, it's not lost on me that uh, Bucknuts is probably a perfect sponsor for Manscaped. It's not lost on me. Trust me. All right, let's bring in Jonah Booker. Oh, buddy. It's going to be a fun show. So today's <laughs> the day, allegedly. We keep saying this, but now we have, because Heather Dennis is hearing this from people from the Big Ten. I mean, she's not just saying, like, sources, you know, that she's making up or something. Like, she's hearing this from the Big Ten. She's reporting that sometime this afternoon, early this afternoon, um, the Big Ten will levy their punishment against Michigan. What do you think will happen today? Before we get started, Dave, I just want to say happy Veterans Day weekend uh, to all of our men and women out there who have proudly served this country. So that's first and foremost. So happy Veterans Day. Um, getting into the Michigan thing, Dave, I, I was skeptical. I have been skeptical that the Big Ten would do anything. I thought that they were going to try to delay, delay, delay. I tell you what, Jim Michigan must have really ticked off <laughs> the Big Ten commissioner because if he's going to suspend Jim right before they're getting ready to board a plane, that's nasty work, man. That is some nasty business to go ahead and, and try to suspend him right before they board uh, this actual plane. I will say this. If the, if the rumors are out there that it's three games, I might be in a, in a minority, Dave. I want Jim on that sidelines for the Ohio State game because this is Ryan Day's opportunity to take the knife to that program, 
stick it in as deep as he can and twist it. And I want Jim on the sidelines to witness that because the sanctions are looming over top of this program with the NCAA. You look at what did Jim say? They have anywhere between 18 to 20 guys that they believe are going to be drafted. You lose that type of attrition with the nasty schedule that they have next year with USC and Texas and I think it's uh, either Washington or Oregon on there with Ohio State. That schedule is going to be brutal next year. They're going to take a major step back. And this is Ryan Day's opportunity to really take it to him. Like, what's the narrative, Dave? If Ryan Day goes up there, puts the smack down on Jim Harbaugh, the national narrative is going to say Jim couldn't beat Ohio State and Ryan Day without cheating. Once they got caught cheating, that's when they came back down to earth. So that's why I want him there for uh, the Ohio State game. Now, don't get me wrong, Dave. If they come in and just body slam this guy and, and suspend him indefinitely, I'm not going to shed tears over over them by any means. Like, hey, you get what you deserve for cheating in the way that you were doing it. But something that you and I talked about behind the stage uh, before the show, if you if you really want to look at it, Harbaugh is just a figurehead here. I mean, half the, I'm not convinced that he really knows what the heck is going on majority of the time anyways as far as the end of the game. The coordinators are the one that are – they are the heartbeat of what's actually happening. You see Connor Stallions in the air, the defense and the offensive coordinator. Those are the guys who I personally think should be the ones that receive a suspension. I'm with you, man. I, if, okay. If I'm a Michigan fan, oh, God, I hate even thinking about that. If I'm a Michigan <laughs> fan and, like, the punishment is three games for Harbaugh, I'm thrilled. Now, again, I say this all the time, but I can't stress this enough. The real hammer's coming in the offseason when the NCAA rules. There's just no doubt about it. And they have not even ruled yet about, you know, him lying to them. You know, that was an in-house suspension that Michigan levied um, trying to get out ahead of it. The NCAA was going to give him four games. So they're not going to be like, oh, you gave him three games. That's cool. So they're still going to get hammered for that. Harbaugh's probably going to be long gone by then. Um, and now this. So they're going to get some heavy sanctions, in my opinion, from the NCAA during the offseason. All right. I agree with you 100%, man. If I'm a Michigan fan right now, you tell me I get to finish the season out. I have my entire coaching staff, except for Jim Harbaugh, who, like you articulated, is basically a CEO. To me, if you really want to do suspensions and not you know, do anything else, let the kids play, which I'm fine. I want the game to happen on November 25th. I want to see Michigan play Penn State tomorrow. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine with them letting them play the games. But if you're going to go the suspension route, and I don't want to hear anything about fines. That's I don't want to hear yeah. anything about fines. That is irrelevant to a school like Michigan that has tons of money. Um, you need to, as you said, you need to suspend the coordinators as well. I mean, suspending Harbaugh is kind of window dressing in my opinion. If that's what happens. Here's a, here's the crazy thing about it, Dave, and it, it absolutely blows my mind. If you're if you're to believe uh, Sam Webb, I mean Sam Webb over on the Michigan side, uh, what did he say, Dave? That uh, what did he say the other day? He said Michigan hasn't even bothered to try to even find out what Connor Stallions was even up to. Basically, there it was. Hey. What I say yesterday, Dave, on, on Twitter, the Fight Club quote, like, hey, you don't speak about Fight Club. That's kind of like the, the elephant in the room with Michigan. Like, don't talk to Connor Stallions about what he was actually up to. The fact that they haven't even tried to figure out, like, internally to say, hey, dude, like, what was you really doing here? Like, 
what's going on? Like, give us a heads up. So if something comes down the road, we might be able to perform uh, some type of defense. They haven't even tried to figure out what's going on with him. On top of that, they're saying that the coordinators haven't even spoken about what they know or any type of the coaches. Like, the NCAA has yet to even talk to any of the coaches. The Big Ten really hasn't spoken to, like, any of the coaches of what's going on. Like, what a what an absolute mess. And then somebody mentioned the Tom Mars stuff. Like, uh, Jim Harbaugh's attorney went on to the MGO blog and basically plagiarized some uh, a fan blog into his defense letter for Jim uh, Harbaugh. It's absolute insanity that's going on, the things that's going on up there, Dave. Like, it's absolutely wild. <laughs> it really, and the denial is is strong as heck. I was, of course, ESPN had to have Desmond Howard on when they were talking about this because they wanted some impartial views on there. Unbelievable <laughs> to have him on. And I'm telling you, you can see it in my uh, my bio. You know, Desmond's tears they taste like champagne. I mean, look, I mean that Desmond's tears. Yeah, we'll drink to that, Dave. You know, we'll drink it out on the fucking that's morning five. I'm telling, yeah, exactly. Cheers. I mean, I'm telling you, like. These guys, they don't even know what due process means. They, they either are being intentionally obtuse, including the Michigan president when I say this, not just Desmond. I hear all right. the time for people defending Michigan. Due process. As I said on Wednesday's show, like due process, that's if this is a court of law, that's if the government is coming after you for something that does not apply here. So stop saying yeah. due process, especially when where was due process for the Michigan State players last year when they got suspended right. right away? And by the way, they should have been suspended right away. I don't have a problem with that. My problem is you can't pick and choose due process, and it doesn't apply here anyway. I will say this, Dave. It's phenomenal how how proficient they are at lying up there in Michigan. Like they're just bold-faced liars. And the fact that Ryan Day has to continue to answer questions. Because they lie so much up there. Like, hey, Ryan Day and his brother hired a private investigator who broke into our offices and hacked our computers and stole our information. Complete lie. Ryan Day was sharing information with Rutgers and Purdue to try to uh, give Michigan signals. Ryan Day comes out and says that's a lie. If anybody knows, Ohio State compliance, if Doug Archie is going to put his, put a stamp on it and put his name on it, and that guy will suspend anybody for a drop of a dime. Like, if this was Ryan Day, there's no doubt in my mind that Doug Archie, Ohio State compliance, will have him sitting down until the NCAA investigation is done. Like, there is no doubt that Doug Archie uh, is going to make sure that Ryan Day feels the pain if this was Ohio State. For him to come out and say all clear, there's nothing um, that Ohio State did here. Ohio State didn't give Purdue their signals like they claim. Um, it's just complete lies. Like they're just basically trying to muddy the water. They are 100% convinced that Ohio State is the puppet master behind the scenes that's orchestrating all of this to bring them down. Uh, when I truly believe that the calls coming from inside the house, that I think this is internal whistleblowers people within the Michigan program. Um, and I will say this, is this is how stupid they are, Dave. With the investigation that supposedly originally went on, why would employees of Michigan cooperate with Ryan Day's brother? Because if you read the initial reports, it says that, hey, they talked to people within the Michigan program. They were able to gain access to it. 
um, and then they pass along that information. If this was Ryan Day in Ohio State, why would they cooperate? That's why I always said I think the call has come from inside the house that is actually Michigan internal, probably did an investigation to say, hey, what the heck is going on within the football program before we made Jim Harbaugh the highest paid coach in college football? Maybe we should probably lift up the rug just to see what's actually there. We have somebody in the comments, the Oracle on YouTube, not understanding what due process is. He says, Dave, due process applies to everyone. No, not in the, in these these cases. It does not. Ask Amir Reap if due process applies. Ask, jo ask Jocelyn Went if due process applies. Remember when they suspended Chase Young for a game um, right away? Ask him if due process applies. It does not apply for stuff like this. Carlos Hyde. This is not a court of law. This is not the government. Due process does not apply here. Carlos Hyde, Zeke Elliott. You just go to. You just keep going down the list. I mean, you look at. Um, Devier Posey and all of those guys, the due process, you know, play out for him. Devier Posey had a miss. And in basically his entire senior year because of, uh, you know, tech gate and was due process done then? Absolutely not. So for Ohio State, we've been the we've received more than a brunt of punishment before due process was, was actually taking place. Yeah, I said this on Wednesday show. What about the kid from San Diego? Maybe it was Monday show with Dan. What about the kid from San Diego State, the punter that was drafted by the Bills? As soon as something came out that he was, you know, in being investigated, it's like, bam, no due process. Now, mm -hmm. for his actual criminal trial, there was due process. This is not a criminal trial, my friends. It's like, I'm glad we can educate people on what due process means here on the Bucknuts Morning 5. All right, one more thing, then we're going to get to Ohio State stuff, both uh, predictions for the Michigan State game tomorrow night. Yes, Ohio State is playing football this week. Um, and uh, it's going to be fun watching the Buckeyes tomorrow night. We're going to talk injuries to finish the show. Before we do that, Jay Book, um, man, the line has not changed. I mean, it's uh, as of this morning, it's still four and a half Michigan. Uh, Michigan favored by four and a half. You want to bet on the money line, it's minus 215 Michigan, plus 180 Penn State. I kind of like that value with plus 180 Penn State. Can the Nittany Lions get this done at high noon tomorrow, Jay Book? I don't have faith that James Franklin can win a big game, Dave, between Ohio State and Michigan. I mean, you look at Michigan last week um, against Purdue. They actually only averaged three yards per carry. They they were not able to run the football really against uh, Purdue. J.J. had a great game with his arm. That uh, Penn State front seven, they are a lot better than what Michigan has faced all year. But it's just James Franklin, like that guy, he's going to find a way to absolutely screw it up. Let me ask you this, Dave, and let's throw this out there to the listeners. Is this a must-win game for James Franklin? And I'm not saying it in the aspect of if he loses, he's going to be fired. But let's pull, pull the layers off a little bit. Let's say Jim Harbaugh is suspended for this game. Michigan goes into that game. You're at home. You're, you're basically – um, you know, if you look at Vegas, they give the three points towards the home. You're about a one and a half point dog here. Everybody expects this to be a tight battle. If Jane Franklin goes in there and gets dog walked at home with Jim Harbaugh suspended, what does that do to him? Like, do you think he has to win this game? Like, just because so much is surrounding all of the extra uh, details with the, the suspension and him not winning the big game? Just curious to get your thought on that. It would definitely solidify his reputation of, you know, second tier, but not even close to first tier where he cannot win the big games. Um, 
you know, has one win over Ohio State, one and nine against Ohio State. Uh, I believe he's what uh, three and five against Michigan right now. Um, but if he can go four and five against Michigan, that'll really flip things around. Yeah. And another thing, I mean, like if Harbaugh's not there and now, you know, the sign, even though you could say, well, they already have Penn state signs. Well, I'm sure Penn state's changed their signs. Obviously that would be, that would look bad too. It's like, you can't blame it on sign stealing. Um, they don't have Harbaugh. You're at home and you still lose like everything you said, but I don't think, as you mentioned, I don't think his job would be on the line. It would just solidify his reputation as like a second tier program leader. Now, I would be curious what Penn State's administrators think. Let's say he does what he did last year. He you know loses to Michigan, but then he finishes out the year, runs the table, wins a, a bowl game, New Year's Six bowl game, which really is meaningless, and is sitting there at 11 and they had the, the quietest 11 and two season in the history of college football last year, I think. If they go 11 and two for the second straight year in your Penn State, you yeah. might be sitting there thinking, should we be careful here? Can it get better than this? I mean, I, I think it can. I think that you, they could do better than James Franklin, but you also don't want a Nebraska situation where, you know, you're, right. you're mad about, you know, going 11 and two and all of a sudden now you're going five and seven, but I don't know. I, I think, know. I think it also depends on how they look because they went up there to Ann Arbor uh, last year and just got absolutely steamrolled. Um, I mean, you, when you look at what Michigan ran for almost 400 yards, um against them last year so if michigan goes in there and just absolutely just shoves the rock down their throat again at home at some point the penn state fans are going to have to throw up their hands it was like all right maybe this bit is getting a little bit stale like maybe they have grander aspirations to be a true championship contender because the road is only going to get harder with the um expanded big 10 and the 12 team playoff but I mean, eleven and two, eleven and two is hard to beat. I mean, it's hard to win football games, um, be a double-digit win team. So that's one aspect of it. But I just feel like, goodness, James, you got to win one sometimes. Like, don't screw it up. <laughs> like, actually, give your fans, you know, that that whiteout something to actually be proud of up there. Because losing Ohio State and Michigan in consecutive years in your big in your big games, it it, it can't be a good feeling sitting with that fan base. Let me let you guys know about our other sponsor real quick, Underdog Fantasy, and then Jay Booker and I are going to get back to talking Ohio State football. We have to take a quick break to talk about the official fantasy partner of the Bucknuts Morning 5, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is super easy to use. You just go on the app and go pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total than what is listed. Do that with two to five different players, and you're in business. If you have five for five, you can 20x your money. For example, maybe this Sunday you want to put together an entry with all Ohio State alums this week. You could select an entry an entry with C.J. Stroud, Garrett Wilson, and Michael Thomas, all going higher than their stat total. C.J. Stroud coming to Cincinnati. C.J. Stroud against Joe Burrow this uh, Sunday. But if you hit, you're going to win money. And we see a lot of you are downloading Underdog using the promo code and having fun, which we love to see. If you haven't yet, check it out because when you sign up, you get your first deposit doubled up to $100 using promo code BUCKNUTS. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with my promo code BUCKNUTS to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or over and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. All right, let's talk some Ohio State football. Weird thing to do here on Ohio State football show. Uh, what are we like about 20 minutes into the show now? We're, like, we're actually going to talk some Ohio State football. All right, this is a line for tomorrow night. It opened at 28 and a half. 
Ohio State against Michigan State, uh, and it's gone up to 31 and a half. It's went up pretty quickly and it stayed at 31 and a half. Um, what's your prediction here? I have my our weekly thing where I have my score, you have yours, and we're so close. I have mine. All right, let me let me type it in here so I so there's no cheating here. Okay, so I got my score. I'm gonna type it in here. Boom. You can't see it, I don't think. All right, I got my score. What's yours? 48 to 7, Buckeyes. <laughs> Once again, we're close. Once again, we're close. I gotta show <laughs> it. I gotta show it. 41 6. Yeah. I, I, Dave, Dave, they got to score 40 this week, man. If the offense can't score 40 against this future Michigan State team, I'm I'm here to, to wave the white flag and say they're not going to be able to score 40 uh, from here on out because the competition is only going to get harder. Um, this, this Michigan State team, they're just not very good. They weren't good under Mel Tucker, and they just continued to slide downhill. Um, the biggest thing for me, Dave, is making sure that we get out of this game healthy. Um, the injuries are starting to pile up, which is starting to be somewhat concerning. Uh, and, and I will say this, Kyle McCord needs to have a good game. Like he just needs to have one of those good games where you go into Minnesota uh, with a great taste in your mouth and, hey, we're starting to get a little pep in our step. We're starting to move in the right direction. Trey Henderson, he's playing outstanding right now. The other big thing for me, Dave, is Get Emeka Ebuka, having him start to get back into the rhythm. He was, I thought he was a little rusty last week, rightfully so, been out for such a long period of time. Um, but I will say if if anybody is questionable, Dave, as far as the veterans, especially on that defense, I wouldn't mind giving them a break for this game. Um, the stakes are going to be too high in the next couple of weeks um, heading into Michigan. You want everyone healthy. It's all hands on deck for that game. Uh, get those young guys some reps. I don't think Tommy's going to play this game. So can we see a full game out of out of C.J. Hicks uh, potentially? Or uh, will they decide to go with Steel Chambers and Cody Simon as your two linebackers? Uh, sounds like Gabe Powers is starting to come on. So you may hear, uh, may see some of those younger linebackers on there. And then on the back end, um, I'm not sure if Josh Proctor's probably cleared the concussion protocol. So you may, may see some Malik Harper, some Kai Stokes. Lathan Ransom, um, that one right there is pretty questionable if he's even going to be back for the season uh, right. from what it sounds like. Uh, so you're going to have to continue to get live reps for those younger kids on the back end to make sure that they're ready to go. Uh, but a hostage should roll here, Dave. No no worries here. I think the offensive line is starting to really play some of their best football as the season progresses. That is something you definitely uh, have to be proud of as they struggle early. But as November hit, the offensive line starting to uh, increase their productivity, which you always want to see. So just get out of here healthy. And if they can, Ohio State should uh, be locked and loaded for Minnesota the following week. And then it's the game, Dave. It's the game. I mean, he just right now, the tension between Ohio State and Michigan fans, you can cut it with a knife right now. Come Michigan, Ohio State week, it's going to be absolutely insane. I was thinking about this yesterday. This is going to be, and it's always super intense. This is going to be the most intense Ohio State-Michigan game um, yeah. ever. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, we've had one versus right. two games. I mean, this is because this is a different level. I mean, this is the the hate between the two fan bases and the coaching staff. Yeah. I mean, it is through the roof. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. I will say this, Dave. Like, I always used to view the Michigan games like, okay, they were a bitter rival. 
but it was a respected rivalry. Um, And I thought the game was always, you know, you talk to past players, they always say that Michigan game was pretty clean. I just feel like their fan base have been so nasty because they haven't won in so long that the level of disrespect, the level of vitriol coming from that fan base and vice versa, Hall State standing, putting their feet in the dirt and saying, hey, we're not going to sit here and listen to your mouth when we've whooped your butt for the last 20 years. Now you guys are new money when it comes to winning and you want to act like you, you're a, a national power when you haven't won anything. So Hall State fans putting their feet in the dirt, it's been nasty, man. <laughs> like, hey, some of the, some of the stuff that, you know, Michigan fans say to me on social media, which uh, rightfully so, I troll them, you know, quite often, but, <laughs> and, and I always get a kick out of it. I never take that stuff personal because it's social media, like whatever, man. Like when you step out of that little microcosm of a box, life is so much more grand and there's a whole much, whole much, a whole bunch more things going on in life besides, you know, worrying about what a Michigan fan says on social media, but it's going to be nasty that week, Dave. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Yeah, last thing. I mean, you hit. You did a great job hitting on all the injuries. I mean, we've seen a a change in philosophy, in my opinion. You know, with load management to steal a term from the NBA, where guys and Brian Day even said this. They have guys that that could play. Kate Stover last week is a good example. A Mecca right. for at least two weeks. I think the first week he was out. He, there was no reason for him to play. I don't think he even traveled. But they said Emeka could have played, you know, a couple games there, but they decided to play it safe, brought him back last week. Um, I'm, and there's other examples, too. You're talking about Tommy this week. I'm sure he could play, and maybe he will. I don't know. You're predicting he won't. Uh, that won't surprise me. Um, maybe Denzel Burke fall, fell in that category last week. I think they they realized last year, I think they brought Jackson Smith and Jigba back too early. There's been other examples. There's been a change in philosophy this year. I want you to comment on that. And also, doesn't sound good for Lathan Ransom, um, as you mentioned. I mean, I had heard initially, let's hope we have him back for the Michigan game. Um, I'm thinking, that's oh, man, that's going to be a few weeks, man. That's not good. Um, and now it sounds like, man, he's not even going to play against Michigan. He might be done. I mean, I, I have not been able to confirm that, but there's a lot of smoke out there that it's a season ender for Lathan. Again, I have not confirmed that, but it, there is a, a lot of smoke out there. So talk about, just to finish the show, what your uh, your thoughts about Lathan and this change in philosophy with load management for the Buckeyes this year. Yeah. The thing that worries me about a Hall State Dave, and I don't I don't know the reason why, is when if Saturday comes and they give the availability report, there's so many times where you're like, what? This guy's hurt? Like when when did he get hurt? He finished the game. There wasn't any point in the game where you looked around and it's like, hey, this person got hurt. And the next thing you know, you know, you look at the availability report and something may have happened in, during that week in practice and they're not available. Uh, so whenever that happens, Dave, especially when that, with that report, you got to hold your breath because you never know who's going to actually be on it. Um, I'm Me personally, I'm not a big fan of load management. I feel like you work so hard all year to get to this point because there's only so many games to actually play. You only have so many games in your collegiate career, so many games that your body is going to say, hey, I can actually play this. Um, So I'm not a fan of it, but I do understand when guys are questionable and you're looking at the bigger picture as far as we need everyone healthy for Michigan. I, maybe because I want to win this game so bad against Michigan, Dave, 
that if it means, hey, we need to load management because it's going to give us the best opportunity to beat them, then I would say go for it. But overall, big picture, I'm just like, go out there, man. It's football. Everyone's beat up a little bit. Um, you only have so many opportunities to play this game, especially in front of the crowd at Ohio Stadium, especially if you're an upperclassman and a senior. You only going to have so many more times to be able to run out that tunnel in front of your fans, in front of your family, in front of your friends and strap it up. Um, you work, you know, six, what, six, seven months with Coach Mick just absolutely getting destroyed in order to get to this actual point. That's just kind of my take on it. But I, I understand it, Dave. If it means we're going to beat Michigan, by all means, do what needs to be done in order to beat that team up north. I think that's exactly what it is. I think Ryan Days and his staff, they're just like, listen, we're going to play it safe to make sure we're going to do everything we can. And you can't play. There's going to be guys that are out. We know Mayan has a season-ending injury. Now it sounds like Lathan might be out. but um, So stuff's going to happen. But they're going to do everything in their power to be as healthy as they can going into the game. So, yeah, just this one time, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with load <laughs> management this year if it works, right? If it doesn't work, I'll be like, see, they didn't do this load management. They didn't even need to. Um, great stuff from Jonah Booker. I appreciate it, my friend. This is a fun show, and uh, keep it locked to Bucknuts. Uh, the front row message board is going to be hopping all day, waiting for the news to drop. Thanks again to Jonah Booker. Thanks to all of you. Join me after the Michigan State game late tomorrow night for what we learned live. Thanks again to Jay Book. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the Buckeye game tomorrow, Buckanutters, and, and enjoy the Jim Harbaugh news today. Have a great weekend, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.